Robin and Maynard Show. 100.7 The Buzz. Radio for guys. One minute past seven o'clock. KQBZ Seattle. The Robin and Maynard Show for Thursday, the 12th of May. Cloud cover will lift. Sunshine 70 by day's end. We're going to have a cannonball party at my house, which you are invited to come to. John, would you like to join us? Oh today? yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'd love to be shot out of a cannon. No, no, sensational. no. No, I don't. I don't mean that. We're actually going to have a, a swimming party. Are you going to be attending? Uh, today? Yeah. Today. Let me think. Today. Yeah. Uh, not today. Didn't no. know about it. Well, Couldn't I didn't it? either. But yeah. I've been informed that we are, and. Th- Part of the reason for that is is that I have a pool at the house, which when I had my house appraised, the man said, I said, well, what about that? And he said, that's where you throw your wallet. So we're going to talk about homes now. We're going to talk about the accoutrement to a home. What's worth something? What isn't? And we're talking with a gentleman by the name of Richard Hager. Richard Hager, welcome to 100.7 The Buzz. Thank you. KQBZ Seattle, Washington. Richard Hager, are you prepared to tell us about the real estate market? I'm prepared to tell you everything you want to know. All right, right. will you just get way. right up on that? I want microphone. you to get up it's on that thing. Pull it, pull it toward you. There let's you get go. close and there. let's talk, let's talk yeah. intimately. Very good. All right. Ah, yeah. Richard, the market is insane, right? John's looking for a rental home. I've kind of been looking too. And I'm devastated at the prices. What's going on? It's only going to get higher by now. So you're serious with me? There's no chance. Say the monorail comes into West Seattle, which, you know, that'll never happen, but I mean, we're paying for it. Let's say that it does. And I live on a busy street, a street that the monorail will be coming, you know, they'll put the monorail on California. Well, I won't live in that main track. I'll live not that far off. Isn't my property value going to go down? No. Well, Robin, that's number one, it's not going to happen. And if it does, it's in 20 years. But but right, if you look at what's happening right now, you say buy now. Buy now? Yeah, buy Absolutely. now if you are going to be the primary resident, but not if you're looking for a fixer or a rental. Buy. Well, maybe a rental. No, but no, buy now. Really? You guys haven't, you're not even at the beginning of, of the price increases that we are going to have around here. Why? It, well, tell me why this is happening. Why? Well, it's, it's, it's a basic economics 101. It's called supply and demand. Our supply of housing units around here has been severely limited by a thing called Growth Management Act. It kicked in in 1990, and it put a stranglehold around the Seattle area just out beyond Issaquah. There is literally a line in the, in the trees that says you can't build outside of here. You can only build inside. There's only so much dirt. There's only so much dirt, and they're scrambling for it, and we keep having so here we have the inability to build housing units at a high rate like they would in phoenix or vegas where you can just keep rolling out to the next bit of dirt here we simply cannot then you throw in a couple of lakes some mountains a stream or two and the setback requirements and the next thing you've got is nowhere near enough land to meet the demand okay well people who are listening to this right now are thinking how in the hell do i get in because the prices just are going up 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 how can these places how can anybody afford these places because you find little knockdowns and and little houses that need so much work that are four five and six hundred thousand and by the way, the average income of a male, uh, to my understanding, I just read this two days ago, in this area is right around $40,000 right. annually. 
So, how do we do it? How do we hack it? Who's moving in? So that $40,000 means he can afford all of $120,000 worth of house, maybe 150. So it sounds like a condominium here on, uh, well, anywhere around this building. You've got some condominiums that are there. Uh, you can go in Ballard, Bellevue, Redmond. You've got condominiums that are available, or you're forced to go farther and farther out. You, Tacoma. We've, I've, I have somebody who works for me who is driving over from Cleelum. And she was doing it about three days out of the week. She would drive over here because the housing prices were better. Yeah, it's it's terrible, but there was once upon a time when some place way out in the sticks called Eastgate used to be at the extreme edge. And people didn't want to go there. When then they didn't want to go to Isquah. And now they're complaining about North Bend. It it just keeps expanding. Okay, talk to me about condos then, because right. what about the return on that kind of an investment? Is it really there with a condo? To me, it seems like it would be something like buying a mobile home. Not even close. Um, I, I strongly recommend them. What you can look at it is, is condominiums and housing prices. Houses, a single-family detached house, they're connected together by a rubber band. As houses get higher and higher, that rubber band stretches very, very tight. So the condominiums will sit there stable for a year or two, and then when house prices get so high, you start complaining, like the both of you are about housing prices, and you're not alone in this. Then the rubber band snaps, and condominiums just increase in value almost instantaneously sometimes, and then they stop again. They hold stable while houses keep moving up. So what you're saying is if you can, if that's where you are, if, you, if you're if you making forty a year mm-hmm. and you can get into a $120,000 condominium, do it. Absolutely. Well, I guess anything is better than paying rent. That's precisely. Yeah. And, and we're looking at historic low interest rates. You're not going to see them a year or two from today. So as prices continue to move up, you're going to be left farther and farther behind. Worst case scenario in my mind around here is we might have a hesitation of a year or two in prices. We're not going to have any drop of 40, 50 percent, not based upon our economy today. We simply can't meet the demand. So we'll get a hesitation, but when it hesitates, the interest rates are going to be 1% to 2% higher. You're going to be left farther behind with higher rates. Buy now, folks. Mm-hmm. Buy like you cannot believe. And, and Richard, you've been in this. You've been in the real estate game. You're an agent. You're an appraiser. So you've seen what has happened in the market for a long time, and you feel, of course, we're always a little suspect when somebody feels as though they can predict the market. But you look at the dynamics, and you're right. There's only so much for so many. Precisely. We have, uh, on average, 1,900 people moving here to the King County region every single month. 1,900. That means we have a need for approximately 700 housing units per month. We're only building around four uh, four to 550 housing units. Um, There's a shortage. Well, then you take any community. You take West Seattle, Ballard, Queen Anne. There's nothing left in West Seattle. I got news Well, actually, there are a few vacant lots in all of those areas. You can find them, but they're pricey. I tell you, I'm looking. There's a place, uh, you know, this is the thing. I got to ask you here, Richard, because there's a place very close to me that sold... Ten years ago for 113, nice brick bungalow mm-hmm. that was let go. They let it go. Okay. List price today. What do you mean? They let it go at a low price or no, they let it? they let it run down. It, it was not the peak of condition. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, six inches of moss and weeds and 479 on a busy road. It's astounding to me. So... What I'm saying is, are people traditionally, or right now, are they buying that, as Maynard mentioned to me, for just the lot, to doze it and start over? Is that a reasonable lot price for, let's say it's 50 feet? 
It's a 50-foot lot, and it may go back 100. But is that a good lot price? What about lot prices? Lot prices, let's go to North Seattle, somewhere around North Seattle Community College. Uh, a year ago at this time, we were looking at purchases around $200,000 to $210,000 for a 5,000-foot lot. Single family, not perfect neighborhood, but a reasonable neighborhood. Today, that very same lot is at $260,000. So it's gone up 50 Gs just in the last year for basic in land in North year. Seattle. In one year. Now, on top of that, the cost of construction a year ago was $109 a foot. Now we're looking at $173 a foot for the same house, same neighborhood in North Seattle. You guys, we're looking at a 40% increase in prices close in this year. That's astounding. Are you kidding me? So the only way that you can really beat the game is if you, well, I guess that if you're there for a long, long period of time, that's one way then your mortgage isn't going to seem so alarming because you'll get pay raises and so forth. But if you buy and hold in Seattle and then you do move to Cleelum or you move to Tico or you move to Tenset, Idaho, someplace like that. It's the upside. But the Californians are looking at us like going, this is paradise. Down there, 30 miles from San Francisco, you've got a place called Half Moon Bay, a 900-foot rambler beat up around the edges, not even as nice as as what she was talking about. It's $500,000 for a 900-foot, two-bedroom, one-bath rambler beat. Well, it just seems as though somewhere the whole thing has to collapse because you have to have the masses to be able to support the housing market, and you're not going to have... You know, college graduates working at Burger King buying new homes. You start taking money away from other things. You're not going out as often. You're not spending it. The good news for us is the interest rates. They've made the houses, as they become more expensive, they've actually become more affordable because the interest rates are coming down. I bought a house at 16% interest. Yeah, I remember I, when I they bought were that one at 14.5. See, now all of a sudden we're looking at 4 yeah. or 5% and yeah. thinking, hallelujah, send me and take, give me 10 more. Yeah. We're going to get a hesitation in housing that it's not going to drop. If you have, a, if you're looking for a house, if you're troubled, if you're perplexed by this and thinking maybe you can get a little uh, shred of information that might help you, 421-1007. Or you can uh, call uh, Rob Montana, phone screener Rob Montana. You're listening to phone screener Rob Montana. At uh, Rob, what's the toll-free number? 888 He's done this before. 421-1007. He's good, isn't he? He's just all pro. Or 888-647-1007. And don't don't be embarrassed about being a dummy because I, I raised my hand and said, I'm the biggest dummy on the block. I stumbled into something when I was 26 years old, and I thought it was astounding that I, I doubled my money in five years. That was a 14.5% interest rate. There you go. The market was absolutely... when it, The house sold so quickly that the house that I wanted it went away, a deal that I had, and that can happen. All of a sudden, they backed out. I was stuck. I had nowhere to go, you know, as far as the house goes. So I ended up with this big old barn, and it's a fortune to fix those things up. But there was a pool in the backyard, Richard. And when the appraiser came, not no, this is all new to me now. The appraiser came, and he's looking at everything in a house, built in 1937. Got it. Here's a pool, and it had a cover on it. He never once lifted the cover and never looked in that area. We didn't know any better. Is it his obligation to look at something like that? Yes, and a good appraiser supposed to look. He didn't even peek, and Dave said, well, what about this? My husband said, what about this play, this hole? And he said, that's where you throw your wallet. 
And boy, he wasn't lying when well, it came to that one. Well, a pool is a detriment. A pool brings home value down, right? Does it? It depends upon the price range and the area. Here, let's stay Seattle. If you are in basic shelter, something less than $500,000, a swimming pool is a so what. As they said, it's a place to throw your wallet. If At 500000 look at the complaint in the discussion we're having here. You'd rather spend $40,000 on a bigger house, a better house. I, but but see, I, I, I'm a swimmer, so I wanted a pool. Well, weirdly enough, yeah, and, but I didn't and, want that. But I didn't want that pool. And, and it's good news, but you're not the majority of the market. Bless you, my dear. You're okay. not the majority. It's just the way it is. Uh, but now, if you were in Phoenix, you'd better have a swimming pool oh, if yeah. you want value. Yeah. But nowhere up here uh, does it make se- economic sense to spend forty thousand because you are simply not getting forty thousand dollars. Well, in value. It, but my friends are because I come home from work and they're in my pool. Let's go to the phone. <laughs> you damn straight when it's hot out. I'm the most popular girl in town. <laughs> Even when it's not. Yeah, Mark, go ahead. You're on the buzz with Richard Hager. Yeah, how you doing this morning? Good. Hey, see, I got a house in West Seattle, built in 1927. Been there about 15 years, got a buttload of equity. Um, you know, you think, should I dump it all into a, We'd like to get something better in town in West Seattle. Do I throw all my equity in, into something else, or is it better to you know hang on to what I got? Good question. I'm I'm a firm believer in a in a great drug called opium, other people's money. We call that, mm-hmm. and it's where we go out and we refinance to the hilt, particularly at the low interest rates today. Uh, from an investment standpoint, you try to acquire with the least amount of money out of your pocket to keep it in your pocket. Therefore, you can help subsidize your monthly payments if you've got a downturn in your job. Or, even better, now you have enough cash to go out and buy yourself a small rental, a small property somewhere else. You can take that cash and buy two or three houses. And now all of a sudden, if we've got price increases here of 10% per house, how about 10% per house times 10 houses? But wait a minute. He wants to get out of this smaller house into a bigger house. Is right, we, it, that's what you yeah, want, got, right? Right. We got nine hundred square feet. We'd like to get up to maybe fifteen or something. Get a decent house. So right? is this a is this a good thing for him to take his equity and roll it into someplace uh, take like the that? Equity. You've, you've got a couple of options. I mean, custom designing the plan for him is is the best thing. But off the top, your options are to refinance the current house at the lowest interest rate you can, grab as much money out of it as you possibly can, use that money, and go buy yourself another house. The one. That that you're looking for. Again, with the smallest amount of money down possible. Take your first house and rent it out. Maybe you'll have it get a positive cash flow, but if you're negative by $100, $200 a month, you're still doing better. You, you still know, are son, because why? inflation carries you. In you. Well, a couple of things. First of all, if you're $100 negative a month, yeah. your tax write-off is going to okay. give that back. So okay. all of a sudden, we're down to maybe only 100 off. I, that's the thing. I, I could blow my brains out every day for selling that first house. Bingo. I could blow my brains out every well, day. Well, if you're if you have a three hundred thousand dollar home in Seattle, it's probably going up three thousand a month. My yeah. God! Now, 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 to really scare you, there was some article in the newspaper, and the guy in Bellingham was talking about, well, geez, prices here in Bellingham are going up. Oh, three dollars an hour. And everybody was going, my goodness. Yeah. So we calculated it here. And I, again, just specific North Seattle and West Seattle is very similar. We're calculating somewhere around $4.50 an hour are what houses are going up. Holy mother. And you, think, and you don't see any end to this. What I see is a hesitation. As the interest rates start to increase a little bit, we will get a little bit of a hesitation. There are neighborhoods like North Seattle that have already done their little run-up this year, and they'll probably slow down in their increase. But now you've got areas like South King County, Covington, Kent. Those areas didn't run up. They're next. So yeah. the ones that haven't gone up, Magnolia, Queen, you know, those ones have. It's the areas farther out that have not 
that are the ones that are going to start coming up because people can't afford here. They're going to move out there. Thank you, Mark. Teresa, you're on the air on The Buzz with Richard Hager. Good morning. Hi, Teresa. Okay. Oh, hi. Okay. Uh, Richard. That was Rob Montana. (laughs) (laughs) Rob, shame on you. And here's Richard. The the phone cut out and I couldn't hear anything. Well, sure. Um, Richard, my mother is sitting on five and a half acres in Kent on the East Hill of raw land. She's got the family home on it, but the rest of it is all bare land. Um, are we out of line to think that maybe we could get um, 1.5 or $2 million for it? I won't come back and tell you what the value is because I haven't seen it, and, mm-hmm. and there's so many variables well, that are here. Well, no, there are no wetlands. There's nothing sensitive about it, and it's, it's surrounded a, by development. It's a sinkhole. Yeah, right. <laughs> and a Nike missile base, and there's that concrete <laughs> silo that we were talking about. But, yeah. hey, it's a smoking deal. Yeah. No, value is, again, without me looking at it, that's that's tough. But you would be surprised at what values have been doing. The other thing that comes here into play is I talked about that Growth Management Act. And it honest, there is a map, and you are either in or you are out. And well, if you are in, you can develop outside yeah, your... Yeah, Kent's got it zoned at R6. Okay. So we're within the Kent City limit. What does that mean? Six. So you can put six houses to an acre. Correct. What? Six yeah. houses per acre. Holy God, I hate that. I know. Robin, you should see the development across the street oh, from her. It's disgusting. God, I the houses hate are that. so close together you can barely walk between oh, them. Oh wait. I mean, you know, we're talking about housing let's let's take a lot in Cap Hill, Seattle, five thousand square feet. Five thousand square feet. Zoned L one L three. It's just a zoning regulation. It means that you can put three single-family oh detached God. houses on a 1,500-foot lot. On a 5,000-foot lot. That's 1,500 feet. But that's a standard per- city lot. That's that's, it used to be, but now with growth management, it says we demand high-density growth and living in the urban center of 10 houses per acre. You know something? I'm finding in Ooh. West Seattle, just travel down Fauntleroy Avenue, they've taken old bungalow homes, and they've built these oh. giant complexes yeah, right behind, behind them, them. right behind them. In the alley access. Absolutely. That's, it, that's how they're getting to it. Now, Robin, the, the only thing about that, as long as it doesn't spread beyond Fauntleroy, we're okay, because I live in West Seattle also, up by the... Water towers across the street from High Point. Yeah, you're not that far from me. No, actually. I'm right above you. Yeah, um, it's coming everywhere. It's sneaking in. Oh, but the other question, Richard, I've got is I'm watch it, Rob. A- Richard's <laughs> fighting for your territory. <laughs> Rob, you're out. Uh, 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 arm wrestle you for it. A little 1926 bungalow. It only has one bathroom and three bedrooms. Um, Whoa! And we paid. Oh, one, you c- you paid what? When? One thirty nine. When? Nineteen ninety one. Huh. God, we have a view of the, the sound and the city. Forget about it. You're worth that's a half a million over there, easy, right? At uh, least, no, no problem. I mean, a view, a view, just you know, one of those components. Yeah. If you've got zero view, and then across the street they have a nice view, there's right. two hundred thousand dollars of increase just for the view. Uh, well, heck with a house in the land. What about just the lot if they knock down the house? Uh, of non-view lot, West Seattle again depends upon where, but you're at two hundred and sixty to seventy-five for just a non-view nice lot. Now you want to add view. view. There's another two hundred thousand dollars worth of component to it. Wow. This is amazing. Yeah, sometimes the it's worth more with the house gone. The it is. The house yeah. there. It's Thank 15000 to tear it away. You know, the yeah. interest, is that what it is? Yeah, about but, 10 to yeah, 15000 15, can be done. You can be, you, if you started the day, you could drive by on Saturday morning and there would be not one brick. Well, I <laughs> mentioned to John the other day, I, I, I said there's a one bedroom, one bathroom, the tiniest little dump, dump on a small lot. And within two days, it went for two eighty nine. No Bingo. view. Bingo. And I'm thinking, somebody's crazy. N49. Or they know something you don't.
They apparently they did because that whole area and the Gatewood area is developing oh, so much huge. right now. Once they knew the new shopping center was coming in, look what it's done. Oh, it's well, it's true. Complete changeover of there. We're here with Richard Haggard. If you have questions, four two one one double o seven triple eight six four seven one double o seven. Richard is with American Home Appraisals, and we're talking real estate. We'll be right back. Welcome to Bellevue. Take your shoes off before you come into our town, and for that matter. Put out your filthy cigarette butts before you cross the lake, too. And for your own good, we'll have to insist you lower your body fat percentage to the acceptable east side range of between 6 and 12%. Bellevue, where you'll never forget, we're better than you. And nothing says this more emphatically than a visit to Bellevue Square where collagen-puffed, Botox-smoothed housewives lavish their children with top-dollar distressed clothing that's been expertly ripped and faded in order to approximate the real torn clothing of hard-scrabble street youth with genuine credibility, without all the messy poverty that goes along with it. Rise above your pitiful surroundings and come to Bellevue. Just follow the gleaming reflection of shimmering white light from our bleach dental veneers to Bellevue. Hi, this is uh, Al Pacino. You're listening to uh, uh, the Robin and Manning Show, and uh, I just got one question to ask. Who wants to get teabagged? Hey, kids. We have so many phone calls. We're going to try and move through them as quickly as we can. Richard Hager is here. Richard He's... Hager is a senior appraiser. You're a senior, right? You're not a junior. That's right. I'm you not a junior. Good work. I'm up to the big leagues All right. Now. And has been in the real estate game here in the Seattle area for years and years. And I would venture to say, Richard, you probably live in a nice house. <laughs> I, yes. Depends upon your point of view, of course. According to Bill Gates, I'm just a, a, a gatehouse. Sure. Mm-hmm. Chris, you are on the buzz. Good morning. What is your question about real estate? guys yeah um all right i'm closing at the end of the month on a house and we're putting 20 percent down to five and a half percent interest and but it's an interest only loan and i was wondering if that is a good idea what is an interest only loan interest only literally uh, when you when the bank calculates out your mortgage payment they figure you're going to be have it paid off in 30 years yeah so it includes a little bit of interest and a little bit of what they call principal right. so you pay down the loan amount a lot of interest and a little bit of a principal. lot of interest yes. yeah it's like 98 percent of your payments interest right. and so in his case uh, he's making interest only payments so after five or ten years he still owes the same amount of money as mm-hmm. he's borrowing today it does not pay the principal down. It does help reduce his monthly payments, which is one of the steps people are doing now mm-hmm. to help afford a bigger or more expensive house in this case. Is it worth doing? If it gets you what you're looking for, yes. But you also have to balance it off with how many years am I going to live in the house? Do I want to pay the mortgage down? In my case, for when I buy investments, I don't care whether I pay the mortgage down. It's irrelevant to me because the values are going up. I'm not going to keep them more than five, ten years at the most, and then I'm going to sell them. So whether I pay the interest down, it doesn't concern me. And by the yeah, and because you're the, the principal, the mortgage on it will be minuscule comparatively because inflation is so hefty. It helps. But if we get a period of no inflation and things kind of stagnate around here, which is possible, I am not saying that it's a panacea, it can do that. 
and then you have to sell. It would be nice if he had paid down, but in a five-year period, you're what going to pay down two or three thousand dollars of your principal. It shouldn't make any difference in your life whether you do it. So interest only works. You just have to be careful that uh, you're going to be there a while. Does that work for you, Chris? Sure does. Is there any possibility, Chris, that you could uh, save a couple of shekels and toward the end of the month, check a couple of bucks over toward principal? It does help. A, yeah. a payment yeah, we, and a half, man, is 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 gold. You can also pay accelerated payment too, where you pay once every two weeks. And we might be able to do that, but we're going to be using a lot of cash for remodeling. It's scary too. initially, isn't that? Isn't it the most fearful thing, Richard? When you're buying a new home, first time homeowner, you think, "My God, how can I have?" Do you? I mean, do you recall that feeling? Oh, absolutely, I did. I, I was a real estate agent for years. I, I've probably in, uh, sold a hundred houses in that time period. You know, sucking everybody else yeah. into signing the earnest money agreement. When it came to mine, which was a four hundred dollar earnest money on a little studio condo, yeah. my hand froze the oh. first time. I'm going, yeah, four hundred bucks, no big deal, and and it actually locked. And I'm sitting there going, come on, baby, let's get. And I started laughing, going, come on, it's four hundred scooters, shouldn't be a big deal. It was, it's but at the time, sometimes I. I had a, a former boss to Lester Smith that said to me, don't buy any, a car worth a damn. Spend every dollar you can on a home. And it's devastating because you think, I don't know if we're going to be able to hack this. And within a month, that feeling is gone. You feel and better. you think, man, uh, this is gangbusters. Now, I'm going to go to Jay in Auburn. Good morning, Jay. You're on the buzz with Richard Hager. Hi. Great show. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for taking my call. Um, one of the things I have a hard time with is figuring out the value of property. Um, I've got four and a half acres in Auburn. It's a buildable lot. It's zoned uh, rural residential. And my desire was always to put a custom home on it, but I never seemed to have enough cash to to uh, you know push off in that direction. So I'm thinking of just selling it. Um, it was 169 was what I was thinking of, of listing it. But now as everything's exploding, I'm wondering, is that property gone up four and a half acres for 169 uh, anybody here wanted to sign up yeah i'll, take it. I'll uh, buy we'll it right Shall we all now? kick in a yeah. couple of bucks and I, i'd take it now are you kidding it's it, values are are doing just that they're going up in fact uh many agents are way behind the curve uh we had a house in north seattle not too long ago that came on the market the agent thought she did a very good job of pricing it and the first day there was 12 earnest money agreements on it so hey somebody underpriced you it see, let me ask you about that because I feel as though that happened to me in my first exchange. The house was gone in two, three days. Is my real estate agent then, have they boned the job pretty good? In my opinion, yes. yes. How long should a house stay on the market? <laughs> Maybe a week. Uh, depends upon, if, if you price it right, you should have a good chunk of people come in and be able to look at it. It's tough kind of forecasting. And that's what it amounts to, to a degree. The well, value could it. be 200 today. What's the value going to be tomorrow? And that's what, that's what you want to know, Jay. How do you, who do you get to come well, out to, you, to your house? Thing. That's the other thing. You know, unlike a house where you, you list a house and it's on the market for so many days, when I was listing, when I was getting ready to list my property, I have, don't have it listed yet, but when I was getting ready to list it, some of these uh, properties, raw land, on the market for like 200 days, mm-hmm. a year and a half. Yes. You know, and I didn't want to be in that situation. I wanted somebody to come in, buy it, and, and you know, close. How do you get the best? How do you get the best appraiser? I mean, how do, how do I know? American the, Home Appraisals. Oh, I never. Okay, okay. Sorry. <clears throat> seriously. Do, do, how do I know that I'm not going to get the shoe from my number one agent? Who did you have come out, by the way, Jay? Yes. Who 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 appraised? Did you get more than one appraisal? Uh, I I uh, got like a street drive by appraisal from one realtor. 
uh, that I knew, and then I did, I did I a drive-by appraisal, uh, blurry uh, photo. And yeah. then I did a sit-down with another one, and uh, they said if they would, if I wanted to list with them, and they gave me all the numbers and comps and everything. And at the time, it seemed like uh, 169 was a reasonable price. But like I say, I, I, is there like a, a a number that I can say, well, everything's gone up by like 20% or 30%, and then just apply that to my numbers? Do not do that. Don't, don't, no, don't take any generalities like that, because different neighborhoods are going up at different rates. Vacant land is different than houses. So when I can come here and say houses in North Seattle are going up, that's great. But if you're anywhere else, it could be at a completely different ratio. It has you to need... be on the specific parcel. Oh, it depends absolutely. on the feeling of it, how it looks, what's growing on it. Hey, by the way, Jay, also in the segment, we'll be in a moment, we'll be revealing hidden real estate gems of the Northwest. Maybe your property will be included. I want to go to Todd on line nine. Thank you for your phone calls. 421-1007. Richard Hager is here. He is a, the kingpin of uh, real estate appraisals. In fact, he's so good, he won't even right, come Hager? and look Are at you your house. King, you the kingpin? Uh, no, not really, You're but if we want to talk about it. He's been retired for a number of years. He's mm-hmm. done fine. Yes, Todd, good morning. You're on the bus. Good morning, all. Uh, I'll try to make this quick. About five years ago, I bought a acre and a quarter out in Maple Valley area with a single-wide uh, mobile home on it, hoping to put a custom home on it. Bought it for 150000 Just last week, the vacant lot up the street from me sold for 140000 I bought it with an FHA assumable loan. I'm trying to get it streamlined. They're telling me now that the, because of the age of the mobile home that no one is doing refinancing on mobile homes, so therefore I can't even get any equity out of it. Do you know anything about this? I'll assume that, yes, there is a cutoff date, and it was June of 1976, I believe it is. If it was yeah. built before June of 76, it is what they call a mobile home, as we all visualize, you know, the propane tanks and the mm-hmm. tongue in the front. If it's built after June of 76, then it becomes a manufactured home, and it's mm-hmm. now suitable for financing, and most of the banks will do financing on that. It's before, it's a used car, afterwards, it's a home, which is which is a difference. And right. so getting financing is, is the key on that one. Now, we're seeing price increases that are going up, and just because the one down the street sold for 140 doesn't mean yours has gone down. You need somebody who stops, takes a look at it, and in, when we do it as an appraisal, and I've got two, two sides of this, when we do it as an appraisal, we have to come up with an absolute minimum of three closed sales. We analyze those to see, because maybe the one down the street didn't perk. It didn't have sewer. The water was too far away. Way too many variables. Yeah, as a real... As a real estate agent, it's more of a put your thumb in the in in the wind and see where it comes from. They can come up with comparables, but they don't analyze it to the same degree that an appraiser does. But an agent has a very good emotional feel, and frankly, their values can be as accurate as as an appraiser. But you need you need more help on analyzing this property before you just make a, a dollar decision like that. And and something off the top isn't going to work for you. You need a good agent and or a good real estate appraiser. Todd, I'm going to let you go. We're going to take a quick break here. Back with more questions for Richard Hager on real estate. My God, what's going on the here? The Robin and Maynard Show. 100.7 The Buzz. Radio for guys. and Maynard Show on 100.7 The Buzz, radio for guys. John mentioned to me, Richard, that the property values were going up 1%. Did you say 1% a month? In they did year? in the last, yeah, in the last year. Yeah, in a lot of neighborhoods, they did go up. They went up 12%. 
We've uh, we've got all sorts of studies that just tell you based upon government. So we'll we'll go there, and they come in and say Seattle goes up a nice leisurely six, seven, eight, ten percent, eight, ten, eight, ten year after year after year. But the reality is, it's it's much higher in certain neighborhoods, much much higher, because they're based upon an average. And we've seen expensive houses, multi multi million, actually drop between two thousand two thousand and four, where the inexpensive houses, the first time home buyers, they've been skyrocketing in value. What's all right. The most expensive. I'm sorry. What's the most expensive listing in this area? In um, well, that you have. Well, or, or the yeah. If it, what is the most expensive home? And it's probably Medina Hunts Point, something like that, or the one on Mercer Island. Well, you've got the most expensive on the Western United States, if not the United States, is 52 million down in L.A. Phenomenal place, about 20,000. No, but I mean feet. in this area. In this area, you're well, let's just four- say Queen Anne on Queen Anne Hill. Oh, Queen Anne Hill. Oh, uh, you've got one at 10 million dollars on the South Hill. Yeah, it was turn of the century brick. Nice. It, interestingly enough, the, the, the guys were talking to me, and they they don't own property yet. Uh, my in laws, when they were married, scrapped scraped every dollar they could together to buy a parcel, four thousand dollars on Bainbridge Island. Thirty five years ago, if I told you what they sold that for, you would roll over. And throw your feet in the air. Heck it's no, amazing. I love stories like this. It's a crazy. It was. It's like crazy. I said, "You're kidding me." And I, that was their investment for their retirement. And believe me, it paid. And then some. Scott, you have a question for Richard Hager. Yeah, actually, I've got a couple. First of all, you guys should have him on every week. You know, I'm thinking about it. We got to have him back more regularly because there's so many phone calls. We're not going to be able to get to everybody. But what's your question, Scott? I, yeah, I guarantee you, everyone's glued to the radio. Well, we live in the south end. I actually now have a job in Moncaltillo, so we've been looking to the north end. And six months ago in Snohomish, we could get some property at you know an affordable rate. It's just gone insanely high. And now we're debating whether it's cheaper to buy some property and build a house versus buy something that already is existing because you can't touch anything remotely. Yeah, what about new builds, Richard? What about that? New new construction's the cutting edge of the increasing prices. It is where the prices are going. Uh, He's talking about building, and my first recommendation is, is don't do it. Buy something that exists. Why? It's lagging behind the cost of construction. A friend of mine who's going to build over in Bellevue, he set up a, a very nice house and, and was going to tear it down and build. And his housing costs in the last year are tripled. Say that again. Your friend in Bellevue set up a really nice house. Yeah. he Well, he bought a, a nice house in a nice neighborhood right. with yeah. the intention of, we're going to just tear this down in the future. Okay. Or substantially remodel, if you will. Yeah. And by the time he waited a year and he is coming in to build now, he's getting estimates that are triple what oh, he what originally he, thought. He, what he could have built it for a year Absolutely. ago. Absolutely. And prices are increasing. Yeah. And then you've got to throw in building permits and questions no. and financing. It's like, skip it's it. It's crazy. And I understand. Go that it can be, if you want hardwood floors and some nice millwork, you can be spending $400 a square foot. Oh. Easily. Easily. Do, yeah. uh, buy something that's yeah. there. Don't build it yourself. There's okay. so much that's out Unless, there. Go get it. Well, you could build a really nice 12-square-foot home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 12, you're right. Yeah. That would work, and, and you can stand up sure, a lot. Sure, I can lay down in 12 I'll show feet. you some photos from Amsterdam where that's pretty normal. Yeah, and what else, Scott? You wanted to quick uh, something else quick here? Well, that, that's what I was calling a friend of mine's building in Bear Creek right now, and he called me up a couple months ago with a heart attack because they went from about four hundred grand in build costs for the house up to over nine hundred thousand for yeah. just the house. What if that happened to you during your construction? You're into it. Hey, I got it framed, and I just need another hundred thousand dollars so I can live in it. 
as an yeah, that's, oops, that's as an, why I was asking. I was going to say, as an appraiser, when you redo a kitchen, what does that do to the price of a home? Is that the main thing you want done if you're going to upgrade? Here's the problem: is that a market at different times. Let's stay in Seattle. If you have an increasing values as we have today, you can go in and remodel, and it probably doesn't have a big impact on value. But if we have decreasing or stable, then the remodeling counts. There is more impact. But right now, values are going up. It, it, don't skip the remodel. If it's livable, if it's usable, people want it. They're looking for it. So the fact that you dumped forty, fifty thousand into the kitchen does not mean you improve the value. Oh, by 40, forty or 50? fifty? Well, you oh. got a kitchen that John said twelve, twelve square feet. Twelve square feet. It's, Sa- uh, Sandra, I wouldn't necessarily do that. Sandra, go ahead. Yes, uh, I'm from Normandy Park. Oh, I should say I live in Normandy Park. Uh, we've been here a little over three years, and I don't hear too much about Normandy Park. I know it's an expensive area. We're thinking of um, doing a little bit of remodeling and putting the house on the market in a few months. Normandy Park is where? Well, didn't you see that memo when you buy in Normandy Park? You're never supposed to mention it anywhere? Yes. It's by Burien, but toward the water, John. It is. It's the waterfront... Uh, if you're it's going a quite to, older community. If mm-hmm. you're going to the airport and you take a take a right or uh-huh. you know head toward the water, and there are some phenomenal homes in Normandy. Is that Park. where the Germans were defeated? <laughs> yes, I believe so. So, what do you? What's the question again, Sandra? You want to know about the property values? Or? Yes, if he just knows anything at all about Normandy Park, we have not called anyone yet to come look at our house, um, but we do want to put it on the market within the next few months. Values are increasing down there. It's a wonderful neighborhood. You've got you know, whether you're the waterfront and the nice sandy beaches that are there, or, mm-hmm. or right and across we have from beach it. Right. You have so beach rights. Cross the street and probably have a strip coming down to it. There's some value to that. It's it's somewhat equivalent to a park because now you have access down to the sand, mm-hmm. and values are going up there as the same other places at a, at a very impressive clip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so, with the tsunami threat, your property is now worth nothing. I'm willing to take it off. You're willing hand. to? Yeah, I'm willing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. What? Just call us at one eight hundred. We give you cash, and <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll we'll take that from you. Now, you, when you go to put it on the market, you need to have somebody come in and value it that day, right then and there, not today with your anticipation of 30 oh, days really? from now. The day before you go to put it on the market, that's when you want to figure out what the value is. Why? Because that's how fast prices are changing wow, around here. Wow, I had no I had no I thought clue. it was why, because we love you. My God. <laughs> Thank you, Sandra. We're going to take another break. We'll be back with uh, Richard Hager. Mm-hmm. We're talking real estate, and you've got a billion questions. Are we able to reveal any hidden real estate gems of the Northwest yet? We promised we would. <laughs> no. Ooh, um, let me see. Well, dip, now, uh-huh, you can be dipped all day. Uh-huh. But when I asked the question, uh-huh. I got screamed at at the top of somebody's lungs. Not mine. No. no. Robin and Maynard present Hidden Real Estate Gems of the Northwest. There you go. There you go. That's it. Georgetown. Expect the unexpected. And the unexpected is nothing. And that's what you'll get if you shop for your next home in Georgetown, nestled at the north end of Boeing Field. If you're an aircraft buff, there'll be one flying over your head every 30 seconds in Georgetown. Why, just stand in your backyard and wave at the pilot, as most flight paths bring cargo jets in just 150 feet above your house. And in Georgetown, you won't find shoddy new construction. You'll find classic construction of the 1920s, which is also the last time any of these homes were updated. They look now just like they looked then, only a lot older. 
Since Georgetown is 80% industrial, you'll never be bored trying to figure out what's inside all those mysterious warehouses with Chinese writing on the outside. Or take the famous Georgetown cold storage tour. Or busy yourself shopping for the best price on unleaded at one of Georgetown's 42 gas stations. So sit back in your easy chair and gaze past the iron bars in your living room window at all the passing semi-trucks. And you'll wonder why it took you so long to discover Georgetown, the town that time forgot. Georgetown. See it right now online at crapcan.com. The Robin and Maynard Show, 100.7 The Buzz, radio for God. Seven minutes before eight, we've got so many phone calls to get to. Art Teal will join us. We'll talk sports a little later on this morning, but we're going to keep talking this real estate business. Uh, and I wanted to go to line three quickly before we introduce Art, because Scott says, well, you guys just took a big dump on Georgetown, but uh, Richard, tell tell me. I mean, people are buying in Georgetown. The property is is relatively inexpensive. Is it a decent investment? It, it, it's a reasonable place to live. It's it's convenient. It's nice. It's it's surrounded it's nice. by. Now nah, it is because it is surrounded by industrial. I understand that there's the negative side, but it is a wonderful, convenient location. There are people who enjoy living down there because it of has it. a sense of community. A very good sense of community that that are down there, and people are fixing up their houses and living. It's it's not going to be overwhelmed by the industrial revolution in the next ten years. It's going to probably remain as it is, but you're going to see more and more of the borderline houses, they'll disappear and there'll be some sort of a little multifamily that pops up. Hey, if you want to find out about Georgetown, take a trip down there this weekend and sit in some of the bars and talk to the people that live oh, there. You'll love it. Yeah, make sure you pack your uh, Colt 45. Yeah, what were you going to say though, Scott? <laughs> oh, I would love to buy some property in Georgetown because I put an apartment complex on it and go. then only put the hearing impaired inside so the planes won't bother them. There you go. The government government will help you build it because you'll put in all the safety features for the hearing impaired, you know, the fire alarm with lights and stuff like that, and that would be great. What's this guy saying if you're deaf, move to Georgetown? Hey, that's not a bad idea. He's saying adapt to the community. Well, if you're not deaf, you will be after you live there for a month. (laughs) What's your main question here, Scotty? My main question for Richard is uh, bird dogs. What? Well, um, hang on a second. We pose this this way. I got a question for you. Bird dog, bird yeah. dog. and then yeah. just leave it. <laughs> Thank you. Well, let me. Um, oh, let me finish. You've got twenty seconds. Go Let's go. As far as bird dogs are concerned, where can a bird dog find a um, an investor who's willing to work with them? Yeah, that's right. What in the hell is a bird dog? You're bird listening dogs. to Phone Screener, Rob Montana. Thank you, Rob. No, no his, his, his question is legitimate. He wants to go out and find the deals and have some investor uh, step in and buy them. So he can point and say, this is a good thing. You go do it, the investor. But the investors, they're already working with real estate agents, good real estate agents. Uh, the bird dog is, is uh, it, it's a late-night TV hype thing going, you go out and find the deals and I'll help you. It exists. It works. But finding the investor wants to do it, that's a tough part because they're already working with the real estate all right. When we come back, Art Teal will join us, and he wants to debunk some of the things you've said. <laughs> Basically, fist fight the hell come out on, of like you. It's going to be a bloody mess. We've got Hagar Teal. But he does better. bring up a couple of reasonable points, at least points worth considering for, I don't know, 10 seconds. The Robin and Maynard Show, 100.7 The Buzz, radio for guys.
Robin and Maynard Show, 100.7 The Buzz, radio for guys. Richard Haggard is in studio with us, and we've got so many phone calls to get to. 888-647-1007-421-1007. American Home Appraisal is, uh, is Richard's gig. He's an appraiser, but he's not just an appraiser. He's a senior appraiser. And uh, we're going to have to have you back because we've got so many questions. First, one thing I want to ask, just on a personal level, if you're going to buy a home, are you better off to avoid a corner lot? Or is that because you get taxed Why? more? No. You do? Yeah. Not necessarily. No, no. Liar. Li- liar, he says. No, you're no. listening to phone screener Rob Montana. Uh, just because it's a corner lot doesn't mean you get a higher tax. Tax is based upon the value of the property, not no. your street frontage. Now, that's different in Florida. Because in Florida, honest, uh, a corner lot is a view lot in Florida because, well, it's flat land. And, and as according to the appraisers tell me, you can look down two streets. So there you got a smoking view. So there's a little <laughs> higher value. But in Seattle, it, it doesn't get you anything in, in this area. So This gentleman writes in to say, and we know this guy, Jim. He, uh, he says, buy in Arizona right now. You can purchase two homes for the price of one around here. True. I just sold my house in four days before looking around at what these dumps are going for. Yeah. Uh, the only way we make it work out is to buy property and build another home on that property. Uh, you will have to come to our huge yard sale, by the way. This is Hagen, 20 years, and this guy's wealthy, so yes, we'll be coming. Now, do we have an introduction for Art Deal, Johnny, or do we want to just throw him in we here and always, let the fight begin? We always do. Don't go anywhere, Richard, because I think we got to have a contender for you. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, senior sports columnist from the Seattle PI goes against senior appraiser. <laughs> Senior, as in uh, ju- sophomore, sophomore, junior, senior, grad student, not senior. Uh, it's a couple of guys that are going to go out of tooth and nail here over something. And I'm not sure what is it, Arturo. Nothing that you have just described. Oh, like, okay. Tangled. So not that Robin and Maynard would ever oversell. Okay, no. You said when you walked into my studio, you said I have a couple of things I, that I want to talk to him about. A cautionary tale, a cautionary point about. I want to hear it. Estate. All right. Yes. And it has to do with demographics and the cycles of real estate. And I would certainly take Richard's input on this, but my notion is that Seattle, like most areas, goes into uh, real estate cycles based on a lot of things in the economy. And I've been around here long enough to remember the Boeing uh, boom and bust of the 1970s. I was that was here 35 in, years ago. Right? I was here in 1991 when the real estate market peaked and, and sagged. And now we have another superheated market, as we've just been hearing. And I anticipate that there is going to be not only I, – I agree with Richard that there's going to be a settling of it. And it may even be uh, a real – you know, I think the possibility is that it may fade. And there's also a national demographic going on, which is – when the baby boomers retire, they're going to be followed by a generation of, of, of much smaller first, first home buyers. And I think that's going to have an impact on this market and the market nationally. And I'd like Richard's input about why, uh, about, and when this may happen. Is it's, it's certainly not going to happen in the next 90 days or, Cycle. next year or two Cycles. years. But those folks, when, when baby boomers uh, decide to sell the big homes and move on, what uh-huh. is the market going to be? For the next generation of people, is it going to be a whole lot smaller and therefore depress real estate prices? That's a lot of thought into things, doesn't Boy, it, Richard? which of those ten paragraphs should we talk well, on Well, let's talk about the baby boomers then moving out of the big home and looking perhaps for a condo in that case. Who's going to be able to afford these big homes? 
that are so expensive. Well, when you run into the extreme upper end of the market, I mean, around here that's above uh, nine, ten million. Y- yes, those houses have a very short lifespan. People like them; they're there, and then they move out. And the number of buyers that can come in afterwards is not huge. Uh, particularly when you look at uh, East Coast, the monster houses down there are being demolished. Twenty, thirty thousand square foot houses have a value, then they're gone. Uh, and around here, you will see. Some, you know, I wonder what Bill Gates's house will be in thirty years from today. Should be a Cute museum. museum. Yeah, but no, you can't get there from here. What we're seeing is is that people are moving. It's because of growth management demanding density. You're seeing them squeezed down into smaller and smaller houses. It's not by choice. It's because there's the only thing available. So studios around here, $200,000 in the downtown core. Everybody would rather have a three-bedroom penthouse, not a studio. The big houses, they are in a demand. It's just you can't get them anymore. What about a three-bedroom penthouse? What is it going for downtown Seattle? couple mil. Holy mother of God, with no lawn. <laughs> studio. We're going to have it at Westlake over there. The studios are going to be at $220,000 starting price down by the garbage can on the backside at two twenty. Uh, I have a shake what the top end is going to be. Well, that's, but that is a, that's here in the next year or so or maybe yes. a little bit longer. I, I'm curious about the bigger picture. If somebody does decide to get in, to stretch themselves, get into a – a bigger house now, and maybe who in are you going to sell it to? Five to a six slacker? years. Yeah, who who buys this house in five to six years? Uh, the people that are standing in line to come here. The you well, you were talking about that. the ninety one and the set in the downturn in the seventy five seventy six right uh, without a doubt so you've picked on two times that we actually during the seventy six we actually had a little downturn in prices we had a reduction of about twenty percent and then a year later it turned around and it started increasing again oh I'm not saying it's going to ever go away but I do think people under, have to understand about the cycles of real estate yes but I think the cycles cycle. absolutely the, but in in your very paper the Seattle Post Intelligencer last week they mentioned what you mentioned Richard the nineteen hundred people a month are mm-hmm. moving to this area. Absolutely. So Do you I, know that Washington's national average increase is below the national average? Right. And then we had a bad economic time for a couple years. Mm-hmm. Remember that Boeing thing? People were being laid off. They had to go away. But during that worst of times, worst of times around here, in, in recent history, it only went down a little bit. And guess what? Housing prices kept moving up. Well, the, this, is always, this is still an attractive area. That's Absolutely. always going to be a positive. But you have to have the jobs and you have to have... I mean, if Seattle is transitioning from a manufacturing economy to an information and a service economy. And I think that's, you know, with the, with the jobs that dwindle, one of the things that really made Seattle was that huge middle class created yes. by Boeing manufacturing jobs. No question. High-paying jobs, high-quality, good education. In fact, our education knowledge here is better than, than the national average. And the question is, does that middle class sustain here for you know, 5, 10, 15 years uh, with the younger younger people who have to buy the houses? And I'm not talking about the high end. I'm talking about the you know the 400000 to $800,000 homes now on the market. They're very popular. Absolutely. You're still getting people coming in, but there are a lot of houses at the lower end. There's there's houses all over under $400,000, as, as shock may be. They're out there. They're a little farther out, or you're going to be replacing by condominiums and the high-rise buildings closer in. So there is always... To, well, always. There's a lot of housing for the, the people coming in for the first time and the middle class. They are there. Will it be more difficult? Yes. But you want to know our future? Look at San Francisco. It's 23 years older than us. It has growth management called water on three sides. It's squeezed just as much. And their housing prices are 40% higher than us. Now, is the middle class left? No. 
they're still there. Why? It's necessary for them to be there. You well, I mean, there it. is an attraction about San Francisco, uh, you know, yes, but also geographically. Stinking Sacramento has become a, a you know a travel city if you're working in the in San Francisco yeah, anymore. It's a suburb of Frisco. It is. It's amazing to me. Let me ask you this: because husband and wives will fight over investments, as you know, whether it's your stock portfolio or real estate. And I know uh, Gruntner and husbands I. Husbands and wives will fight over shoelaces. Well, true, <laughs> but when it came to investing in property and houses, we've always had an ongoing argument for years. Would it be better for me, for example, to take the money that that four seventy nine and buy the house next to me, thus making me the triple lot owner there, sure. a little monopoly corner, or take that four hundred and seventy nine and buy acreage in Montana to attach what I already have? I dislike vacant land. I prefer having a house or a build a unit on it right now. Vacant land, you are you you are at the whim of government. They could change the regulations for sewer, for water, and once they change them, you can't build on them. Uh, growth management did that here. We had people whose land was zoned for four, five, six houses. Oh, we did a segment on yeah. it. Oh, God. Yeah, that'll they, they fire people up. Right. That's uh, Ron Sims' that little the, baby. Oh, that, that was very important. So we had uh, then you have health regulations where it's called a septic tank uh, reserve, and lots went from needing what's called a fifty percent reserve to a hundred percent reserve. There's no public hearing. There's no advance. The public health department said we need more room for an un- on-site sewage septic tank system. Poof overnight, lots that were buildable on Monday are unbuildable on Tuesday. So vacant land, you've got risk. Now, your your thought is, is it going to go up more? Why not buy a house? Because underneath the house is still the land, but now it's buildable. All right. There's the question. We go to you, Thank Scott. Thank you, Richard. That was quite something. He's really something else. We'll good. have another segment with this, this guy. guy. Is, this guy is good. He's just faking it. He's never I've been, been in the industry at all. I know nothing. He's, just, I'm just, he's, a, dr- he's a drifter I picked I up in, in the, the, in the market the today. We have Scott on the line, and you've been ever so patient. 421-1007. We'll just uh, finish a segment up here in the next nine minutes and get to Art Teal. Yeah, go ahead, Scott. Good morning. Yes. Good morning. You're listening to Phone Screener, Rob Montana. Yes, go ahead, Scott. My wife and I purchased a home about a year ago, and uh, just south of Tacoma and Spanaway. And when we purchased the home, we bought it on a zero-down loan with a first and a second mortgage. My interest rate on one of the mortgages is 5%. The other interest rate is 11%. And my my question is, would we be smart to refinance and try to get the interest the eleven percent interest rate down and same time try to reduce our monthly payment. Yes. I mean right off the top, absolutely. You know, each case is, is specific to you, but Anything to reduce your interest rate, I would strongly recommend it. Uh, you know, you're going to have some loan fees that you can't are can't be paying eleven percent. Are you? He's paying sixteen. You yeah. can't. No, no, it's five on the first, eleven well, on the second. Explain so that to me, honey, because I don't. Or either of you two, honey, Scott or Richard. <laughs> Maybe I didn't know. Uh, how is it that you had when you bought the house? You had two loans. Let's well, uh, go ahead, Scott. Well, he can probably explain it better than I can. Uh, but when we purchased home we went through a broker it was a zero down uh purchase and um in order to get the loan and get the payments uh where we wanted it was a a first and a second mortgage i'd never i'd not heard of that well, you th- just think about it you'll figure it out but anyway the point being bring that 11 percent down the five's good 
Yeah, the five is good. But even today, you can go out and, and 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is around 5.6%. So that really hasn't gone up that much. And if you qualify, if your credit's good, your FICO scores, all those other little things that we haven't talked about, getting that interest rate down, please, let's jump on the bandwagon and find, you know, get hold of me. We'll point you yeah, to a mortgage I just did a refi anything. for 575. Absolutely. American and now I'm taking the 575. It could have been better. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yes, it's actually dropped. So while short-term interest rates are rising right now, uh, long-term interest rates are dropping. So they were at 6.263 about three months ago. They're down to 5556 right now. Hey, you know, another thing that you mentioned that's a part of the equation is with uh, real estate uh, booming, there is, there's a huge glut now of real estate agents. What did you tell me? There are like 300 an hour that are no, getting no, their license? Yeah. Huh? Well, well, what did you tell like me? That. It feels like that. No, uh, we're getting new agents into the this Seattle area, so the, the whole Puget Sound region, at a rate of 200 new agents every month. That's And how many houses are selling in the King County area a month? Uh, 4,253. But that's just a guess off the top. And how many agents are there? You've got 18,000. Oh, my good God in heaven above. That's right. That's the problem. You've got 18,000 agents, 4,000 sales. It's it's an 80-20 rule. 80% of the agents are not going to make it. They don't make the majority of the money. They make probably less than $15,000 a year. But the top 20%, they're good. They're yeah. good for a reason, and they know what they're doing. Well, okay, and you have people like Wendy Lister, you know. They, sure. If they sell one house a year, oh, hell, they're in the chips. Yeah, we were chatting about her. No, she's good. She knows what she's doing. I've known Wendy for a long time, and, and she's, uh, she, she's My good. listing is for $11 million. Do you want it or not? Rich, good yep. morning. You're on the buzz. Yeah, hi there. Uh, what's your guest forecast for the uh, housing prices in the city of Tacoma? What part of Tacoma? Uh, well, Tacoma in general. Here's what goes on. The certain hot areas, uh, we were talking about North Seattle earlier. It went up. It's done its nice little 40%. Now people are going, oh, my God, I can't afford that. It's too expensive. So they then start radiating out. They'll go farther and farther away to see something. And maybe Marysville's a little lower in price. Tacoma, the closer you are to the I-90 corridor, the higher the prices are, the more desirable. The farther away, a little bit less. But this I-90 corridor has already taken its huge swing up. So the outlying areas are starting to do this. Outline being Tacoma, Olympia, South King County. Okay. A hidden real estate gem, and think about this, might be across the street from the Skyway Tire Fire. Because <laughs> the fire is going to go out in 10, 15 years, and then you're, you're You know, when, you're I first, when I first met Art, he lived, you lived on Cap, well, it wasn't Cap, Leshi. 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 Uh, he lived on Leshi, and their dream was to to build a big log home, which you did, on Vashon Island. Mm-hmm. But the accessibility is nonsense, correct? I mean, truly. For well, you, Art. It's not nonsense. You're right. It's am. very difficult. Right. Is he a bicycle? You you're sitting here talking to him. Yeah. Well, uh, he's no, wet. You see, I don't have to swim. Okay. See, actually. They got, it's new. They got a ferry there. It's really cool. You're listening to Phone Screener, Rob Montana. Nonetheless, yes. because of the inconvenience of, for example, living on an island like Vashon, you're considering buying a condo here in town. Just a little townhouse backup for your airport runs. Right. Correct. But you'd want to use it. Yeah. Yeah, you, so you don't want to rent it out. Right. Is that good business? Can I use it next Thursday night? Or is he better to buy a duplex, something like that, Richard? What do you think? I like owning smaller individual units, a little condominium, a house, something like that. Even individual. if you're not going to rent it out? 
Even well, there's no reason for you to own a duplex if you're going to be living in it. You you know why? Well, half of it, half of it. That's true, and, and you've become a landlord, so that's okay. If I'd that's, love to if live in a duplex and live well, been, on both I've sides. I've been a landlord for a number of years, so he knows his way around. Yeah, the problem like that we're to... seeing right now in multifamily, so two units to ten unit buildings, is in my opinion, they are the hot commodity because people are coming in and buying them up left and right and frankly the it doesn't make sense some of the prices that they're paying versus the rent they're receiving have you ever sold a duplex to a schizophrenic well <laughs> yes he kept moving left and right and left and right again he Why, was, thank you Richard. Thank you. there welcome. you go uh before we let you go we're gonna have to have you back Richard, and i hope you will come back soon sure. because I there's so, so many pe- <laughs> thank you you're listening to phone screener rob montana <laughs> what was his name again uh, okay God. You, you what is the name of your appraisal company again? Is it American Home Appraisal? American Home Appraisals, and it's at AmericanAppraisals.com. Right. AmericanAppraisals.com, and yeah. I'm not going to get screwed, right? They won't get you. You'll be playing golf in Phoenix. <laughs> no, I don't play. Yeah. Now, well, you didn't answer, though. Uh, yes. Vashon Island, an island property, is that does the, is the increase being felt there like it is within you know the city? The city experiences the increase first, then it radiates out. Vashon has, they, they were very stable for several years, and now their prices are starting to increase again. Of course, the thing with Vashon is, as you know, it is sinking 18 feet a year in into the sound. Oh, well, that's why we that. put our school buses right. up on blocks. Oh, we're keeping very above good. the floodwaters. No, Vashon, it's an area, it's very limited because of, uh, well, hey, it's an island. Water. But number two, water, dar. But it also has water to drink. Uh, there's only so much water out there, and that's how they are actually controlling growth. Exactly. And the more they control the growth, the more the squeeze, the higher the price. If, you have, if you have limited availability for drinking water, which right. is the case in the island, then each parcel you know, has more value if you have a water share. If you've got water, you've got gold over there. No water, it's... uh you so, have water, Who cares? Oddly enough, yeah, I actually, I, when I, yeah, I'm done with the show, I go in here in five-gallon buckets and I take it take out. Take it home, the, uh, fill up the trunk. Here, yeah. And uh, finally, we go to Robert. Good morning, you're on the bus. Yes, uh, actually, I, I was going to say I hate to throw cold water, but oh, I actually love to throw cold water. Mm. Was there oh, ever man. a sign anywhere in Seattle that said, the last person to leave Seattle, please turn out the light? Absolutely, yeah, there yeah. was. And spoke about that. there's a difference you know you're he's implying that you know we've gone through it before and he is correct we have gone through downturns downturns during that time when you look at the prices went down for uh, one year no more than two and then what they did is turned right around and started coming back up we've also got a couple things that are completely different that exist never before it's called growth management it's choking our ability to build enough housing units here. So even if we have a downturn economically, which we did in 91, you'll notice that the housing prices hesitated a little bit, and then they continued. Well, I, all I can say is you guys have a this brand-new governor and this really great government system here in the People's Republic of Washington State. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You nailed that one. A guy named Robert gets in the last lick. Richard Hager, thank you for being on the Rob and the Maynard Show. We'll but talk with you we again. Make, we right. make room for the Mighty Arctic. Who's coming up and he's going to tell you why the Sonics ain't going to win no more games. He's also, we're going to talk about the Wizenator, the um, manufacturer of which we've had on the show about a year ago, and how somebody got in trouble with their little Wizenator. Uh-oh. Also, in the right direction. I want to An talk about the f- great fall of Jason Giambi. Robin and Maynard present... Hidden real estate gems of the Northwest. Vashon Island, the mysterious island of your dreams, where you're surrounded by water and not much else. Out of the smog and into the fog on Vashon. 
famous for its Vashon Island tour of celebrity homes. Take the short bus trip up the hill to Art Teal's historical cabin, the only stop on the tour, where you'll watch from the front gate as the great P.I. scribe cooks up another clever column mocking the University of Washington. <laughs> no man is an island except for Art Teal. <laughs> Vashon, a 10-minute boat ride but a century away. A perfect place to find yourself because you won't find much else. Yes, there's no place to stay, nowhere to go, and not much to do. The idyllic island life. You may never want to leave. You may never be able to leave because you're at the mercy of the Washington State Ferry System. But who cares because you're on Vashon. Vashon is calling you.